This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Now. Today, I'm joined by Chris Cheatham, who is the Head of Product and Content Marketing at Bold Penguin. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Chris, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Really looking forward to hearing more about the great work that you're doing there at Bold Penguin. Before I start, though, can I just ask you to share with our listeners a little bit more about your background and your journey and what led to you joining Bold Penguin? Yeah, so... uh... I'm, I live in Kansas, right in the middle of the United States. Uh, when I first started my professional career, I was a like insurance litigator, so large construction litigation disputes, and did that for a while. Got really tired of all the document review and kind of reviewing the same document over and over. So kind of got the bug to do like tech solutions for document management really in the insurance space. Uh, initially spun out of my legal practice to then do a like a claim document management solution that evolved into what became Risk Genius, which was uh, is a, a solution to analyze insurance policy language. Risk Genius was acquired by Bold Penguin in, I don't even remember the dates, I think 2020, October 2020. Okay. And then um, from there, Bold Penguin was acquired by American Family Insurance in like February 2021. So been a while, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Over the guests that we've had across our podcast, interviewed quite a few people who've got a legal background. They might have been attorneys and then moved into insurance, mainstream insurance. There's a lot of crossover there. But this is the first time I've met someone who's gone straight in on the tech side of things. Could you share a little bit more about that step? That must have been quite a big decision to make at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, my Achilles heel was always... I wasn't a coder or a developer, didn't know how systems got built, uh, at least software systems. So I had to find good people that knew how to build software all along the way. So I always kind of saw the problems that I wanted to solve and the solutions that I thought were needed. And then I would go validate those in the market and find people to buy them and then find really smart people behind me to kind of build out those things. So you got to do one or the other. You got to be able to sell or you got to be able to build. And so I was more on the selling side. But also having that vision and seeing actually what problems are out there and potentially what solutions could be provided to solve those problems. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Thank you, Chris. I think it's always great to get a bit of an insight into our guests before we talk about the business. As we are in the insurance coffee house this morning, I'd love to find out what what gets you up in the morning. What What's your go-to yeah. coffee of choice each day? Yeah, uh, it played a big role this morning because I was definitely dragging after staying up late for a USA soccer game. Um, I do a French press I usually do kind of a medium roast 
bean that we get. There's a local coffee shop here or a local coffee roaster here in Kansas City called The Roastery. And so I like one of their blends and then I grind the beans, do the water. It's usually three cups of water. So I don't know, four cups of coffee, like in the mugs. Yeah. Uh, and I drink every bit of that. I don't like my coffee super hot, so I don't warm it up. Somebody asked me that the other day. Um, but I definitely love coffee. I'm probably going to go get an Americano after this. Yeah. 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 Uh, nice. That's like my, that's kind of the one thing I miss about not traveling right now is like I, my Americano consumption has cut back probably 95%. Yeah. I would, yeah, I used to have an Americano a day when I was traveling or two or three. Um, I just love them. So yeah, usually it's a French press at home, Americano. Americano is yeah. what I'm traveling. Yeah. It's a great point. Actually. I think it, it's great to have coffee at home. You really, really get the consistency for what you for what you like, but you just miss out on that variety and those yeah, those new opportunities when you, when you're out and about. Chris, could you start off by giving our listeners a bit of an overview of of Bold Penguin, the business, what the company does, and when, where the business is at the moment? Yeah, so Bold Penguin is digital quote and buying for commercial insurance. And so uh, insurance agents, insurance carriers are our customers. They go and find small businesses that need insurance. And so then the agent logs into the software, uh, fills out one application uh, about the business. Uh, and then when they submit that information, as they're going through it, the carriers return their kind of eligibility for that small business. They say, yes, we want to issue a policy for that business or no, we do not. And so we call it real-time eligibility. Uh, the agent then can look at the prices, uh, and then pick the carrier they want to go bind with. They click a button, jump over to the carrier site, bind the policy, and they're on their way. So it's a process that literally used to take weeks, if not months, to get one policy for a small business. And now we have people regularly doing it in minutes. Um, it's kind of a game changer here in the United States. I think that kind of the digital quote and buying came to the UK market way before it did to the United States. Uh, but we're starting to, we're starting to catch up with y'all. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's for sure. So for those independent agents who are out there or those small agents, is the benefit that providing agencies to carriers that perhaps they wouldn't have? Yeah, there's a couple of different benefits depending on which uh, version of our software you're using. So there's the market access program where you can get access to carriers that you wouldn't usually get access to. And so a lot of smaller agencies absolutely love that. Um, the second benefit then is what's really unique is we can also pass agencies, small businesses that we've already identified that are looking to buy insurance. And so that agency's already set up filters to say, here's the type of small business I'm looking for in what states and kind of the size of the company. And then we pass those businesses to the agency and then they can go and quote and bind them right in our platform. So those are two of the really unique, um, unique elements of our software. So there's a bit, a bit of an exchange of insurance that you're actually also passing back yeah. leads yeah. or potential leads as well to those agencies. Yeah, we call it the, uh, the exchange actually. Yeah. So that's exactly right. And like we also work with uh, insurance and non-insurance companies who find small businesses that they don't want to actually work with because it does, doesn't fit their appetite. Yeah. And so those can be passed into our exchange and then we pay, you know, pay for those leads essentially at that point. So lots of different ways that we do it. Brilliant. Sounds like a lot of benefits, not not only for those agencies, but also for the end customer policyholder, because they've got access to a a larger market and access to agencies who want to work with them, who can work with them and can give them a a great service because they fit within their 
their appetite there. What, what are we talking in terms of numbers at the moment, in terms of customers or agencies that, that you're working with? Where's, where's the business sort of? Yeah, uh, uh, the number we talk about often is like small business insurance quotes that we generated. So we're well over a million. I'd have to go back and check the exact number. I'm guessing like 1.3 million or so. Um, and that number just keeps going up as more and more small businesses get comfortable with buying insurance online through agencies. So quote starts is what we talk about. And is that right across the US, all of the states over there? Or um, Yeah, that's just United States small business insurance. It's certainly a market that over the years has been under underserviced. So I think anything that can that can help those businesses is a, is a great benefit, but it's also great for the industry as well. I think it I think it's a great benefit to the industry. In terms of the insurance market and the insurance industry as a whole. I'd love to ask you how you how you see that developing over the next few years. Do, do you see more of this type of exchange or access to different markets through technology? How do you think see things progressing over the next few years? Yeah, I, I think we're moving from kind of the early adopter stage of digital, digital insurance in the United States to kind of the middle market now, like the middle of the market that will start adopting technology. He's been the carrier APIs. I think, you know, you have, most carriers now have some sort of API strategy. Um, those APIs, essentially, I think of it as a way to connect into other software applications. Yeah. So the more carriers that build out APIs, the more they then connect to distribution platforms like Bold Penguin. Mm. Um, and you're just going to see that. I mean, that's going to become the norms, particularly for small business insurance, where you can't touch those accounts a whole lot, especially when you're trying to get quotes and bind them. The more you touch them, the less profitable they become. Mm -hmm. And so that's why these kind of digital engines are so important for small business insurance. And yeah, you're seeing wide, widespread adoption across the carriers. We're definitely seeing that adoption and the agencies are following in suit as more as more carriers come online, these platforms, the more agents will be willing to move online. So would that be a main benefit as well for the carrier's perspective is another distribution channel oh, yeah. with, with very small touch point for them? 100%, yeah. I think it's a really, really interesting business and clearly it's, it's very successful. How did your business that you built up, uh, Risk Genius, how did that acquisition, how did that business merger come about? Yeah, so I actually knew the founders of Bull Penguin from conferences that I'd attended in the past. I remember this one really weird conference I attended up in, I think it was like Wisconsin and Ben Clark, who's now the chief uh, data officer, I believe, uh, at Bull Penguin, he was there and we were like, what are we doing here? And so we just started talking. And then I also knew Ilya Bodner, who's the CEO from other conferences that I attended. And then we had a mutual investor in Hudson Structured Capital Management. And so they also um, kind of kept us all in touch. And so sometime in December, January, January, 2020, we started talking and uh, things progressed from there. Fantastic. And is that technology very much embedded into the business? Are you, are you still running that part of the technology or is your yeah. position slightly different now? So I don't run it, but the technology Risk Genius definitely still exists. Um, we're in the process of rebranding it actually. Um, yeah, so we sign up. So it's used as a standalone product by carriers. So if I'm an insurance carrier and I need to look at my policy language and compare it to competitor language, or I just need to do an entire rationalization of my library, um, the Ristina software software really helps with that. And then you know we're still evaluating how that product will will be integrated. Parts of it are definitely integrated within the platform, and we're continuing to evolve those efforts as well. I see. So that's a very added value or an added service that the carrier can 
can take out as part of their uh, overall relationship with Bold Penguin. Thank you for that, Chris. Brings us nicely onto the espresso round now as the questions are short, sharp, straight to the point. So I know you're going to run for an, an Americano later today. Are you ready for an espresso now? Always, yeah. The espresso round. Chris, what percentage of your employees there at Bold Penguin are from a insurance background compared to a non-insurance background? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to estimate it's like a... Uh, 50-50 or yeah, something around 50-50 split, you know, because you have engineers that will come in that won't necessarily have an insurance background and that's not necessarily a requirement. Whereas other roles, like, you know, when you're in a sales role, it's good to have an insurance background. If you're in a compliance role, definitely need an insurance background. So it kind of really just depends on this, the segment of the, the, the worker population, you know, mm-hmm. engineering less so. Uh, non-engineering, I think you have more insurance background in that case. Our founders, like Ilya was an insurance agent when he first got out of school, for example, right? Whereas Ben, I don't think had a lot of insurance background, but then he, he became a licensed agent just to learn the process. So it just depends on the role. Do you find that when you're working with carriers or you're working with those agents that having someone who has been in their shoes, who understands their market, the, the problems that they face, the challenges they face, do you think that really helps the proposition when you're when you put it oh yeah 100 percent. i mean if you have if you can under the deeper you can empathize and understand the problems of a particular customer segment customer segment Mm. the better off you're going to be in most cases unless you're so deep that you can't think of solutions outside the box so yeah i think understanding that i i remember still doing a lot of market surveys with my agent friends that worked here in Kansas city and kind of learning about their daily struggles Mm. with insurance Mm. policy language. So yeah, definitely matters. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say are the personalities that suit a working environment? Yeah, I I think, you know, we have a lot of remote work being done. And so I think you have to be a person that uh, is willing to take on a problem and like push it to the end, you know, push it to the solution. If you're a person that likes to just sit around and be told what to do, it's not going to be a great experience necessarily, because I don't think that that necessarily is what happens. You have to be able to pick up the mantle and, and go and solve it. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see that a lot more within companies that remain remote um, or have remote workers is like, if you're quiet and you just sit there and wait for somebody to tell you what to do, it's not going to be as good an experience as if you're willing to go out find the problem and go solve it. Yeah, I think certainly over the last 18 months with the pandemic, people working from home, it's really made it clear who are the people who are the self-starters and who can motivate themselves and really push on with things and yeah. projects that maybe they've not been asked to do. Whereas those who maybe prefer that that more of that direction and, and management, really. So uh, that's very interesting. What opportunities would you say are available to high-performing talent who join your firm? Uh, what opportunities? I mean... I actually think that there's a lot of greenfield still. Like we're, like I mentioned, we're just now moving into kind of the uh, kind of middle market adoption of our solution, which means you know you have to build out sales cadences and sales teams and sales procedures and sales products and um, marketing stuff. And so learning to sell this new tool to a group of people that have never thought about it for means that a lot of stuff has to be created brand new. Right. Yeah. So the opportunity is just Greenfields, in my opinion, and going out and figuring out how to make it work. So it's still 
in some some ways still startup like yeah. right yeah. where you're trying to explain your solution to this problem that people may have known they had but they didn't really understand there was a solution for it in that early early stage you know, traditionally a lot of insurance people don't get experience working at, at smaller businesses or small startup by the very nature of insurance is, is dominated by these large companies. Are there any skills, are there any experience that you see lacking when you recruit from the insurance industry? Yeah, I think that uh, one area that I've been focusing on is like account-based marketing, um, which is like marketing people working closely with salespeople to go and target specific accounts and build out collateral for them and cadences and all of that. And it's very niche, but I haven't seen a lot of account-based marketing within the insurance technology technology sector. So that I know it's being done. And I think a lot of people aren't necessarily calling it account-based marketing, but that seems to be a kind of a gap that I've noticed. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always going to be and more need for engineering for sure. Engineers, specific type of engineers. Yeah. So those are a couple of the gaps that, that I've noticed along the way. If there are any insurance executives or leaders who are in the insurance industry, they work at a traditional sort of insurance company or brokerage, but they're considering a, a move into an insure tech business like yours. What, what do you think they should be doing to prepare themselves for that move so that it is a successful transition? Yeah, this is kind of weird advice, but I would go build stuff and just ship it. Like go do a website and ship it, right? Go write a article and ship it and do it without any resources supporting you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's one of the big shifts is like you have less resources at a startup or a scaling company like ours. It's just the way it is. Uh, There's not like big groups doing things. Our marketing team, I think is like three people right now soon to be five, maybe it's a, yeah, four or five. And so that's much different than a giant marketing team at a large insurance carrier. And so you have to get used to doing more with less and figuring out how to get things done without, Mm. you know, having 10 meetings about it. They may be putting together some little side projects, even if it's not commercial revenue generating projects, but actually putting yourself out there on your own, seeing where you can really take yourself either with technology or yeah like things like marketing writing articles things like that is stepping out from that comfort zone that that sort of safety blanket chris we're almost at the end of our time together today time has certainly flown by before we leave though do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners and how would they go about reaching out to you after the show yeah i guess i i'm just really interested right now in kind of the new wave insure techs that are starting to emerge. You know, we've done the, I'd consider round one insure tech thing, which is like, you know, the lemonades, the next, the bold penguins, those types of companies that have gone public or sold. And so like, what's next? I'm really curious about what's next. I'm taking part in some accelerators for insure tech startups. And so I'm curious about learning about new ideas that are out there. So if that if you fit that mold or you have ideas, I'm always curious to talk to people. Um, my email, you know, it's chris.cheatham at boldpenguin.com. You can find me on probably LinkedIn is the place where I hang out most. I'm also on Twitter, but on Twitter, I just basically talk about US soccer right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me and I'm interested in new ideas. So if you if that's you, let me know. Absolutely. I love on your LinkedIn describes as the Luke Skywalker of insurance. So that's that's one way to reach out to you. 
really interesting times, I think, as well at the next stage of those insured tech businesses. Obviously, as part of our podcast series, we're interviewing an awful lot of founders and CEOs from those companies. And it is very interesting to see how there is a lot of enablement and a lot of companies looking to really help those carriers, looking to help those brokers. Some great disruptors out there and they're really pushing forward the standards of the insurance industry, but we're seeing an awful lot of collaboration. I think it's a very exciting time for the industry. So encourage any of our, our listeners to connect with you there, Chris, and see what your what your thoughts are over the coming months. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I think it's been Great conversation. Really good to have you on the Insurance Coffee House. And I'm sure our listeners would have gained a lot of sort of valuable advice and learnings. Today. So thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you. To all our listeners out there, whether you're insurance leaders or insurtech leaders in the United States, in Europe, or wherever you're listening around the world, we thank you for joining us today. And I'm sure you would have gained a lot from what Chris has had to say. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or I'd like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.